0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Oh, Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. How are you today? What shall we talk about today? Money, investing, retirement? I feel at times I'm... I don't want to use the word redundant... It's kind of insulting to me, and I could lose my job. Don't want to be too self-deprecating, right? And the bosses kind of start believing you that you stink and such. That's terrible. That's terrible. And that Charles Barkley's funny. So talking about um, the changing face of broadcasters, right? Things change, and I think that's just, again, that's something you have to really know going into investing, is that things change. The reason I keep coming back to that. Is when I was growing up, Walter Cronkite was the greatest broadcaster of all time. Walter R. Murrow. William R. Murrow. Bill Murrow. Some Murrow. I throw that out there in large part because look at how much time this has changed. You get the anchors in the morning news. I I, I think, for instance... So let me go back here for a second. So at one point in time, Walter Cronkite was like the greatest broadcaster, right? And now I start the show off by saying Charles Barkley is like a pretty damn fine, entertaining broadcaster. But aren't they very, very different? And do you remember um, Howard? Who was it? Um, Howard Cosell. Do you think his stuff would fly anymore in the NFL or Jimmy the Greek? If you go back and look at Jimmy the Greek tapes, he was awful. TV was awful then, but we kind of went with it because it was kind of new and fancy. So I go out there and I throw these ideas that, again, you know, uh, Charles Barkley is different, to say the least, right? Sometimes you have to change your opinion on... uh, Sometimes you have to change your opinions on what does retirement look like, what does investing look like, what does a good tech company look like. For instance, I remember with Intel, just, again, the perception of the years, right? I remember having a 2086, a 3086, 4086. I remember the Pentium, one, two, three, four. And they just changed it to like the I. I don't even know. So back then, like, I was like, wow, an 8086 is like so much more powerful. Whoa. And now you're like, mm, not so much. So I think one of the areas that I really want to focus in on you is just to start your investing process, just to start your home ownership process, just to start your, your, you know, uh, ball rolling. I've considered for other people, as a financial guy, I've considered for other people the idea that uh, you may not, your retirement may not be what you want it to be. You know, when Fidelity comes out with these studies about how many people will be able to, you know... A third of people will be completely relying on Social Security in retirement. <clears throat> a third of Americans will be completely relying on Social Security. And then I look at that, and you know how much it is? It's like 18000 a year. You can get up to like twenty two, twenty three, but you're also paying taxes on that. So it, it, it's not cheap. And just talk to some of your friends in retirement who are you know, a couple of years ahead of you. I've got a friend who makes art for a living. He makes um, 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 pots and pots. And to do that, you have to get up really, really early. You have to unload a truck. You have to get your urns. You have to get your crafts. You have to get your glazes. It's it's physical labor. It's manual labor, right? And as you get older, you're like, I can still make pots. And then as you get older, you're like, my arthritis is starting to kick in. You know, I, I don't mind selling the pots and talking to people on the, the street cafes and such. But the getting up early in the morning and going to the truck and pulling stuff off is quite a challenge. So I've talked to people who want to retire and Oftentimes I'm like, you have to leave the Bay Area. You have to change your idea of what retirement is going to look like. And I think that's the biggest issue is people can't see five minutes in their future. Yet we have our day planned out crazy today, right? Pick up the kids, go to school, get them ready for soccer, put the laundry in, go, 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 go. And sometimes I wonder, like, what do our kids think of us? We look like the go, go, go generation, right? That's not fun. So what are you going to do in retirement? One of the fun ideas for me is, and again, I'll have the money to do this. Maybe I want to live in Greece for a year on an island. But then again, I'm like, no, maybe not. No, I don't do the Greek dance thing. And I don't really want to go out and slaughter a lamb for lunch. No, God! But maybe in retirement, I'll, I'll want to baby lamb. live in Tonga. Play basketball in Tonga on a basketball league. So the average height of a person in Tonga is like three foot seven. So I can join their their basketball league and dominate. I'll be like the the Wilt Chamberlain who's sixty five years old dominating the league. Pass it to me. I'm open. That's terrible. So what does retirement look like for you? And what I'm trying to get at is, at one point in time, we looked at Walter Cronkite and said that's regal, that's majestic. Now we're listening to Charles Barkley going, that's terrible, and kind of like. Duh. A lot of backstabbing in the news. A lot day. of backstabbing. I mean, back. A lot of backstabbing. You could not say that that better, Mr. Anchorman. Lots of backstabbing. But like Barkley and um, Shaq, they go at it. And it, it's the, to me, that, that's a good anchor now, right? We change our views. So what's good retirement for you? Is it going to be selling pottery till you die? What is it going to be? Is it going to be hiking? One of the thoughts I had as a youth, and maybe this is dark want it to i had this image as a kid really early like 14 15 that when i get married and have kids that i want it to when i eventually knew it was time to die i'm one of those people i I think we all talk talk big until we actually get there i'm like i don't want chemotherapy i don't want to go through the ravages that i saw my dad die of i just want to walk up a hill and die and like melt into a tree it's not gonna work out like that is it but you know like Even in my idea of retirement, like in Tonga or Ecuador or areas that may be cheaper for people, again, the image of your retirement has to be dynamic. You cannot have it set in stone. Most people I know in retirement aren't living a good life. Now, I know a lot that are because I work in the industry where people are wealthy and they retire. And guess what? They retire wealthy and they live off their wealth. I live in an area where $50 million is considered, eh, I don't know if that's quite enough to retire on. Like, are you kidding me? But I I don't want to give them a country club. And then you learn, like, everyone at the country club does have a lot of money. And they're all old and pruney. And they like to sit necking on the couches after taking a shower. Their workout consists of going up a flight of steps and down a flight of steps. Hey,
0: man, I'm 91 years old. Got that? I deserve a little respect from (laughs) you, my buddy.
1: My buddy? (laughs) I love old people. They're so cute, especially when they chew and they're like food falls out of their mouth. It's so adorable that their jaws, cooking. their jaws don't work like our jaws. So, OK, so one idea on like retirement, if I did want to live in Tonga, for instance, or Greece, suddenly I'm dealing with currency and banking issues and suddenly I've got to figure out medical care and tax issues. And then, you know, in Mexico, can you own property or do you lease it for 99 years from the government? Then you have to give it back. What sort of lifestyle do I want? Walter Cronkite was the, my news god growing up. This is Walter Cronkite. And look how far we've fallen with Charles Barkley. That's terrible. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Biz. Night replay at seven. So a friend of mine went on a tender date three or four years ago, and on the tender date, the guy wanted to get her upstairs to his apartment. So he said, "I've got a 3D TV. You want to come in and see it?" And she said, "Sure." So she got to see what a 3D TV looks like, and she ultimately left unscathed. Sometimes men lure women with scripts. Hey, you want to come up to the hotel room and get a script? See which pick a script that you want to be in. Any script? Like what a line, right? Holy mackerel, that's scary. But um, 3D TVs, that's even scarier. Think about things that we had in our society that came and went, right? Um, 3D TVs didn't quite make it. Now, I always thought 3D TVs were doomed to fail because TVs, we sit around our living room and we watch the Super Bowl together. And the idea of having a party of like 12, 13, 14 people in your home and you'd have to have 12, 13, 14 pair of glasses to watch said Super Bowl in 3D. I was like, this will never work. And then I was like, well, maybe my producer, Mike, will invite me over to his apartment or his house and we'll watch the Super Bowl together and eat Cheetos. Corn chips. I prefer corn chips on the Super Bowl. All I want to do is sit on a couch and eat corn chips. Um, Right. And then I was thinking, he's going to put on 3D glasses and I'm going to put on 3D glasses and we're going to eat corn chips and drink light beer. And at some point in time, he's going to look at me, and I'm going to go, this is the dumbest thing we've ever done. We look stupid. Oh, my, my, my. <laughs> yes, Captain. Warp speed ahead. Um, that's why th- To me, that's why 3D TVs failed. And then we got into, like, curved TVs. Do people care about curved TVs? I don't think so. 4K. It's the year 4K, in large part because of Netflix. And see, the, this story kind of gets all tied together that... I thought 3D TVs were going to fail because of the Super Bowl, TV, Super Bowl, TV, Super Bowl. But now Netflix is making that move to 4K content, and that helps Apple. Apple has got a TV box um, that it it supports 4K, but there's not enough programming out there. And it just seems like Comcast is never going to get their act together. Or do we need a new box to get a 4K through Comcast? Like, what is holding us up here? And psychologically, I'm like, I want 4K. I don't know why I want 4K, but I want 4K. So when I got my Apple TV, I'm like, I'm going to buy Guardians of the Galaxy in 4K at iTunes. And I was like, ooh, that's what 4K looks like. Okay. So I'm kind of over it, right? But you kind of see how Netflix is 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 pushing this pretty smartly with a lot of their own shows, um, helping to support their business model and charging you more. Now, speaking of business models and like the whole 21st century thing, JetBlue not too long ago said, you know what? We're going to push against the tide, and we're not going to list our services on Priceline anymore. Um, So they've taken flights off of 12 online services, and they're pushing people to buy directly at JetBlue. Is it because of the sign of times that things are so good at JetBlue? A little bit of that. Is it the sign of times that we're now starting to learn like the best deals are offered at that hotel or the best deals are offered at JetBlue? Um, Or Southwest? You know, Southwest is a discount airliner, right? They're kind of keeping costs as low as they can they kind of know in their head that you'll find them and that they don't have to be on all these booking sites. So JetBlue already gets well over half of its bookings from people who come straight to JetBlue. And they think more and more people go straight to them, so they don't have to pay that 10% kickback. JetBlue is confident that it can fill the seats without all all those listings. It's still on the big ones like Expedia, but getting rid of some of the smaller ones, um, like what'scheaper.com and vacationexpress.com, so they're cutting out some of the channels. And, you know, I, I think you are going to see more and more of that, of how do you control content? And how do you just, you know, again, Disney did it. Don't you think other studios are going to follow Disney's lead and say, we're going to pull our content from Netflix? And that's why Netflix is throwing down $8 billion a year on new content. And they're going to do tons of movies this year. I think they've got at least 20 slated for 2018. Uh, so that's out there. Earlier, I talked a little bit about PayPal, and I want to talk about it one more time because Venmo is growing like a weed, and Apple is putting in their iOS 11 a situation where you could pay your friend with Apple to Apple through Instant Messenger. Um, And that's pretty great, and you could do that with Venmo, and that's pretty great. So PayPal's getting more people to use its services more often, and that's pretty great. So PayPal grew, you know, the average transactions per average account grew 33 um, was up to 33 last year. That's up 9%. So getting people to use it more often is important. Getting higher um, cost done to it is more profitable. So some of PayPal's newer initiatives include Pay with Venmo, which you know uh, c- uh, people can use their Venmo accounts when shopping at online merchants. The company announced earlier this week that it would start rolling out the feature to more than 2 million PayPal merchants. So you can now be at Home Depot and instead of paying with PayPal, where you're like, what's my login? You can just pull out your phone and pay with Venmo. So PayPal's interest in making money off the popular peer-to-peer platform uh, that it acquired with the acquisition of Braintree a few years back. Um, you know, it, it's, there's growth there. So after the pay with Venmo rollout, Venmo users are able to shop online using the platform, which is the core strength of PayPal. Uh, PayPal offers its own peer-to-peer payment tools, which are popular, though less sexy than Venmo's. Um, so they're kind of cornering, they're not cornering the market and will Apple make a serious charge in? That's a big question. Uh, but processing payments, it's good business. Go take a look at Visa's stock chart. Go take a look at PayPal stock chart. Go take a look at MasterCard stock chart. Go take a look at American express. And yes, sometimes you will find flaws, but what I'm looking right now, I'm looking at which uh, PayPal It's honestly the most beautiful chart I've ever seen. I'm in love with it. You could put a staple halfway through in like the belly button and you could stare at this every single day longing for this chart. So do I think that you can own that forever? I think if you've owned it forever up to this point, you've done very, very well. And that's a pretty good sign. Now, Visa, not quite as, oh my gosh, it's more beautiful. And then you, like, you pull up MasterCard, and you're like, oh my gosh, MasterCard's beautiful too. And PayPal's got like an $80 billion market cap. And then you look at Visa, you see that they've got a $250 billion market cap, and they just raised their dividend. Not by a lot. Uh, surprisingly little. And Visa made a huge mistake years ago. They, they spun off Visa Europe to the Europe, because uh, you know, no one likes Europeans, right? They're smelly. I got to be careful what I say. Let's try not to get let's try not to get suspended for a second time in a year. I've never been suspended twice in the same year. Seems like every year I get suspended for at least a day, sometimes a week. I got in trouble a couple of years back when I suggested that, you know, when the riot police were pulling out water cannons and shooting the Greeks that there was their shower of their month. Got in trouble for that. I got suspended for that. Now I I do, now now I won't say it i'll just tell the story of that i once said it i won't say it live though so you don't even know what i you don't even want to know what i got suspended for this year what will i get suspended for next year but man looking at that visa mastercard american express charts there's some good investing in those uh payment processors so did anyone get the staple in the in the middle of the chart reference want the podcast with music Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Hello and welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Things that we could talk about. Money, investing, and more. Let's see. As far as the top stories go. We are in summertime, right? Kind of, sort of, may not feel that way until school gets out, but we are there. So we kind of got this carryover beat of the weekend, but we also kind of got a transition beat of seasons. There was a bullish bias on Friday, and that kind of led to some developments in Europe, or was based on some developments in Europe. Europe's big right now. Italy doesn't have an economic crisis right now. They have a political crisis. But part of their political crisis is tied towards they've got a lot of debt, and what are they going to do about it in the future? And we're talking about trillions of dollars of debt, and you're talking about shaving a hundred billion dollars off some sort of social programs. That gets people upset, and they, the people are willing to vote with their political uh, wants and desires. I don't want to pay taxes. Candidate says I'm going to cut taxes. Like woohoo, match made in heaven for some people. U.S. China trade talks are still in the headlines, led by Commerce Secretary Ross. He seems to be pretty well respected as a businessman, um, as a guy whose theories are realistic, but no new agreements. Now, someone asked me, hey, Rob, I know what you do for a living. I know there's billions of dollars in the world and trillions of dollars in the world for sure. But what do you think is going on with China? I said, it's just all political grandstanding deals can get done. Both sides will come out looking good. Do I lean liberal? Do I lean conservative? I think deals need to be updated on a semi-regular basis. Um, I think marriages need to be updated and you know, the terms that you, you know, not the terms that you love each other, but, uh, the power of love needs to be renewed and refreshed through fresh ideas. The U.S. decision to impose steel and aluminum tariffs on allied countries was derided by financial ministers around the world. There is going to be some political damage that kind of spreads a little bit due to the fact that our president's not well liked. And yeah, that's going to retard our position in the financial world in years to come. Will it kill it? No, because the almighty American dollar is, is sought after by everyone. NAFTA negotiations remain bogged down with C- Prime Minister Trudeau saying the U.S. proposal of a NAFTA sunset clause is a non-starter. Okay. Again, someone asked me, what do you think about that NAFTA deal? And I'm like, it's a 30-year-old deal. I mean, back then you were dealing with cell phones that were the size of, of, of shoeboxes, you know, cars that weren't fuel efficient at all or concerned about it. Let's, let's take a look and you know see if there's something better we could do. Or not. Or just, you know, honor it as is and, I don't know, maybe try to go with some new partners that we have don't have before and let others go to new partners that they haven't had before. Nectar Therapeutics is down 30% after sharing what was, uh, seemed to be disappointing preliminary cancer trial data for its new drug NKTR-214. Nectar's right around my neighborhood, so I don't like seeing their shares down 30% because then I think, uh-oh, one of my neighbors might go... Postal or, uh-oh, what if there's a round of layoffs and you know, a couple people who work at Nectar live on my street? So There's a big cancer conference in Chicago right now. And a lot of data comes out of it. And that data hit Nectar Therapeutics this morning, ticker symbol NKTR. If you use a service like um, briefing.com, they do a really, really nice job of showing you when conferences are. And then if you go to that conference's website... It does a really, really nice job of telling you who's presenting when, and you can try to scratch and, and get some ideas. Of course, companies aren't going to give out information that would move a stock unless you're President Trump on Friday morning when you talked about the jobs report. I know what's good. Which, <laughs> yes, you do. Merck's up 1.6 percent after some uh, positive trial results involving its cancer drug Keytruda. So. The holy grail of biomedicine, biogenetics, uh, it it seems to be the cure for cancers, right? Even though erectile dysfunction may have a bigger market, or uh, um, anti or pro fertility or anti fertility drugs uh, probably have a pretty big market too, right? So it's all out there. So the Gated Merck, whose market cap is roughly 10 times the size of nectar therapeutics, Kind of has acted as an offset in the world of healthcare. So one healthcare company, biotech company, gets kind of beat up. Kind of like Rocky Balboa. Down 30% a day is pretty ugly, right? Uh, Kind of like Rocky Balboa's face. After that big match. Man, I would not. Can you imagine having a, a family member who's a boxer or a loved one who's a boxer? Not cool. Not cool. Okay, so Apple's up today. They have their Worldwide Developers Conference starting today. We're going to learn a little bit more about their next operating system. Ooh! It doesn't excite you, does it? It doesn't. Not much. Awesome. It'll be refinements. Facebook's in the news yet again for giving away your data to 60 companies. Uh, They say it was to create a Facebook kind of feeling before there was an app store. I don't know, I'm telling you, more and more, you see it every week, people, you know, taken down, taken down by text. Roseanne Barr, she had a hit TV show on ABC. ABC renewed it for a second year. It had some controversy because it was leaning conservative, which is, you know, kind of a sign of the times. I think Cosby's leaned kind of conservative or, or liberal. Never saw an episode. Don't get mad at me. Friends probably lean conservative, not, right? Are you with me against me? So, anyway, there's a lot of that going on out there. So, um, Facebook's in a little bit of trouble. And again, you know, Roseanne Barr, did she have to lose her job with Twitter? Or not with Twitter, but with ABC. She didn't need to tweet. She didn't need to do that. Twitter's a Pandora's box. Facebook is a Pandora's box. Oh, I hate people that say things like, I quit Facebook for a month and it was the best thing I ever did. I hit quit my blah, blah, blah for a year and it's the best thing I ever did. I, I Yeah, I'm with it. So, Anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to this show. Uh, Tinder, Tinder is the night. Millennials are using Tinder more than any other dating app right now. That kind of makes sense. It's mostly free. You know, you could pay for some pretty big upgrades. Find out who's already swiped right on you and such. 27% of single millennials say they use Tender versus right? 22% of single non-millennials. So, uh, so Bumble doesn't get terribly good traction. tender has got that kind of spin the wheel of is it a hookup or is it going to lead to romance or is it going to lead to kind of angle whereas Bumble is like, no, let's, let's not do the hookup. Kind of sending that that vibe out there or okay, stupid. Um, Tinder clearly continues to outpace other platforms and from a broader standpoint, it's clear that millennials continue to use dating platforms at a higher rate than non-millennials. So lots of privacy concerns there, Right. So when you see Facebook having privacy concerns, you know, what about Tender? So, and Tender is a, tied towards a company that, you know, was just on fire. Um, one of the sexiest stocks out there, right? Because it's got, you know, people paying 50, 60, 70 dollars for a subscription to Tender, 10, 20 bucks a month, but then they make you buy 6 or 7 months, right? And you can see who's swiped already on you and who hasn't swiped on you and like, woo, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. But this comes important because, again, Tender has your information. Facebook has your information. Facebook gets in trouble. Facebook announces you know, that they've shared your information with too many people, that they've been hacked too many times. And we start saying, we need a regulator. We need a regulator. Well, that scares people like ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, who throw out content. Because when you regulate you know, airwaves, like you have to play by the government's rules, and you can't have a Janet Jackson fiasco at the Super Bowl. And what are the fines when there's a, a, a fiasco on Tinder or there's a fiasco on um, Snapchat or a fiasco on Facebook? So regulation's coming. It is coming. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty 1220 to get your calls on the air. Tim Cook is on the stage at the San Jose Worldwide Developers Conference for Apple.
0: Magical what? and what? enriches people in some way
1: does your phone is your phone do you ever describe it as magical uh, sure 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 if you're like stuck in vegas golden knight eras i'm like ye old magic you're talking to a device no your phone's not magic or does not uh, enrich you but i love a good ceo all right all right all right I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. The market is jumping higher. Apple, the tech sector, hit new record highs. Uh, Microsoft has a big acquisition. A lot, of, a lot going on. A lot of PR headlines kind of all stuff. Right, all right, all right. It's not earnings season, so we're talking about ideas. Apple's Developer Conference has a lot of ideas. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, or Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So Apple's a company that's marching towards $1 trillion in market cap. It's at an all-time high today. How often have you said to yourself, oh yeah, I wish I would have bought that stock. Or I knew about that back then, but I didn't buy it. And you're like, oh, I'm killing myself. Or whether it's Amazon or Netflix. And trust me, there's just, there's plenty that get by on a regular basis. Shares of General Electric, on the other hand, are, are, is one that used to be a rock and roll god of investing stocks. And it's down 20% this year, and it's, it's had a horrible five years. It's most recently taken a beating for not committing to its dividend payout in 2019. And a lot of people will email me, what do you think about buying GE, the General? It once was a rock and roll god of investing stocks and look it's down it's weak it's value growth amazon facebook netflix google versus value and as admiral akbar once told us about value it's Brady a trap stuff. it's a trap it's a you tra- gotta watch out for it's a trap you gotta watch out for the value traps where you're like this used to be a rock and roll stock god hall of fame kind of investment general electric now look at it it's weak and pitiful and i'm going to pick it up now because i'll be there and i'll say i knew it was going to rise from the ashes so the ceo john flannery has taken over about a year ago and all you can say is that he took over a mess and probably right around a year people start saying okay we've given you some time now put up or shut up show me the money We want to see what you're going to do. But in the case of GE, we don't want to see their money. We don't want the dividend payout. It doesn't make any sense because they're struggling. So one of their risks is running out of cash. One of their business models is to give cash back to shareholders to say, hey, we're boring and unsexy. We're GE. We bring good things to living. We bring good things to life. But we need to be conservative now because we're, 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 we're looking a little frail and we're you know, looking at a tougher winner. Can the company de-risk? They've got a big asset in Baker Hughes. Now we get the company about $20 billion, about $10 billion short of its bare minimum to you know continue to be rated high that people will believe that you're going to get your dividend. So GE, will they get a cash injection? What will they do? When they do it, I'll tell you about it, but right now, it's not the light of their eyes. And I think we waited, and we waited, and we waited, and finally, we're like, are you John Paul Stevens? Can I see the light of your eyes? Blam. Something like that, right? So that's out there. Nectar down 30%. That's a real happy one. Retirement rules are always something that I always want to revisit. Stocks, too. Because, look, GE used to be the rock and roll god stock of all time. It was unbelievable. You could buy it, and it was like a mutual fund. It did you well. So now it's in a different position, so you have to rethink it, right? Just like with retirement issues, the 4% rule. Now, you'll hear CFPs come out and go, the so-called 4% of rule. It's dominated investor thinking, blah, 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 blah. And and you'll get lost in that kind of information because you'd rather hear about the Blazers or the Warriors or the Rockets or you'd rather hear about the baseball team that has the guy who hits all the home runs. That's much more interesting and much more easy to digest. It's boom. It's out of here. Boom shakalaka-laka. That ball went straight to Compton. I don't even know what that means. I'm mixing up my metaphors. That's right Jack So anyway, you have to rethink rules, right? Even baseball has to rethink rules. They've got a thing where it's the old slow game, and then they're like millennials have a ADD autism, and they need to riddle in just to get by with their attention deficit disorder so let's let's speed up the game because they, right? we, no longer, we no longer care about grandpa, who already owns everything in his house, so we can 't sell him anything there. We no longer care about grandpa because he's not going to go out and buy a $45,000 car on a web. He knows better. So, baseball has to appeal to the millennials and they have to like change the rules and revisit things. So, um, you got to rethink things with Social Security and retirement. You got to rethink things with that idea of what two or three bad years do and historical averages. If historical averages are trending lower, that's not a good sign. To, that's not a good theory to sign up for. The average theory, right? And then you get things like home equity and prices and things like that, where a lot of Americans own homes with a lot of equity. And you'll even hear old man Tom Selleck pushing uh, reverse mortgages, which I think is legal. You can't have celebrity endorsers. you uh, if you're going to be a financial fiduciary. So I, I I look at it and he goes, there's $14 trillion on Magnum PI locked up in your home. So what happens if everyone does a reverse mortgage and starts spending money on, say, BMWs, German luxury automobiles, and then Trump puts a ban on German luxury automobiles, and people have all these German luxury automobiles in the United States that suddenly triple in value because you can no longer bring another German luxury automobiles. I get paid five cents every time I say the phrase German luxury automobiles. So you get the idea that you got to look at things, revisit them, and know that they change. I'm Rob Black, talking about any investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.